Brain Candy Podcast. Susie here. And Sarah. So, how are you, Sarah? I'm doing well. How are you? What's new? Do you say I'm doing good? Or do you say I'm doing well? You know what? I do say good, and I hate when people correct. When people think, Superman does good, you do well. (laughs) Isn't that annoying? Yes. I I I stopped doing that, though. Because nobody I likes that person. I do not appreciate... Right. What yeah. good are you doing besides being a jerk? Yeah. Well, you know. What? I don't know. I, I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> then I'm thinking about, like, when do I? when should I stop that? Because I correct people's grammar on... Only in nasty trolling type yeah. tweets. That is hilarious when you get okay, to do good. that. I'm just making sure we're you on the same page You know I do here. that. Yeah. That is my signature move is the asterisk with the Y-O-U apostrophe R-E. Right. Because they're always like, you're stupid, Y-O-U-R. Yeah. Are you sure? Good. Glad we've cleared that up. Yeah. We're on the same page then. All right. Not cool in real life. Awesome as a comeback. I am back from Pittsburgh. I went there to, uh, my husband was filming Dance Moms. And I was missing you real bad. How was it? Thank you. Um, it was cold. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. Like, how cold are we talking? What are we? It wasn't bad. It was like 20s in the 20s. But since I've left, they've had an Arctic blast. An Arctic blast? It's like zero that degrees. That sounds like an awesome drink you would get at Sonic. <laughs> yeah. It sounds uh, good, but it's not. No. That sounds miserable. To me. Lincoln loved it, though. And we did finally, on the day we left, we went out and our car was covered in snow. And you had to dig it out? No, it wasn't I mean, that like, bad. It was like a just covered. Yeah. And he loved it and... He thinks it's magical. Of course. Because it's it a novelty. Yeah. Especially when you live here. Food is Cali. way better in Pittsburgh, though. Way better. I'll even second that. I mean... What did you eat? Tell me all about we it. We just oh went to all the new restaurants that I had on my list because I miss things and then I also hear about new things. And LA does not have as good of a food scene. Oh, she said it, folks. It's true. I it, We were named you know, number yeah, one food true. city in the whole country. Yeah. You know, because LA tries to... Do too much. Yeah, what's going on? Quit doing too much. I have found zero edible Chinese here. Um, and I can't explain that because they live here. The, the <laughs> one... Yeah, you got... Okay, that's true. Maybe Chinatown. The one uh, place I did have good Chinese is in Whittier. But who's going to go there? I don't even know where that is. Exactly. I want one on my block. Oh, that's true. I love me or some Or within Chinese. delivery distance yeah, at right. least. I right. mean, come on. Um, but I missed you and I'm glad to be back. I missed you. Last week's holiday gift guide, man, we had a lot of suggestions. Well, do you have all your Christmas shopping done? No, I don't even have your, like your stuff done. I, I've been slowly like acquiring things for you. Like in the, so (laughs) it's just going to be a random assortment (laughs) of, I am behind the eight ball though. Time's a, time's a wasting. Yeah, it really is. It's going to go by so fast. By the time this comes out, it's going to be like a week till Christmas. I had Sarah coming over here, though, to like <laughs> get mail or whatever. And there was like a bazillion. Oh, my gosh. Your house was like packed. Christmas. <laughs> it was like Santa was just dropping everything here. Mm-hmm. It was good. In stuff, the meantime. <laughs> there was so many packages. It, it was, was great, awesome. Right? And the cutest thing is Susie had her, had her neighbor pick up all the packages. And when I came over, <laughs> she had arranged them like by size in a nice uh, stack. So it looked like a pyramid of it was a Christmas packages. tree. A Christmas. That would make. Yeah, sense. it was like a Christmas tree of packages. That's it was great. awesome. Uh, today we are talking about just how we're coping with politics right now mm-hmm. and Trump's America. Mm hmm. Because we are unabashedly liberals. 
Yes, we are. And so we're having a tough time. So we wanted to talk a little bit about that. I wanted to ask you, Sarah, Mm -hmm. how you are coping with the tragedy of the Trump administration. Oh my God. You know, it, it really is. I can really see myself going through the stages of grief here. I think I touched on this last time and I what was stage are you in, in right now? denial for a long time. Yeah. I was also in bartering for a long time. I'll do anything, <laughs> please. Like, what, what do I have to do? I'll sign a petition. Well, yeah, I did that. Yeah. I did everything. Like, I did the bartering thing. So now I think I've moved on. To, I'm not yet in acceptance. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm going to get there. Yeah. Especially not before January 20th. Right. So. Uh, yeah, there should be like uh, a. Here's the, here's the problem. Is that I have to re-grieve every time he appoints somebody new to a position. Yeah. Or I'm like, oh, what? really? You're giving environmental shit to the Exxon guy? <laughs> oh, I mean, my gosh. Nothing surprises me anymore, though. Oh, my gosh. Did you see that um, Kid Rock put out a line of apparel? Well, and that he's the only musician. I hear that they're <laughs> looking for somebody to be the musician. And it's gotten so bad that artists, now they're going to be paying the artist to show up. Right. Right. I mean, that's not how it usually works. Usually people are like, yes, I would love to play for the president at one of the most important moments for the what president. What an honor. What an honor. Now they're like, oh, hell no, you can't pay me enough to do that. <laughs> well, Kid Rock put out a line of Trump apparel. Because that's pretty much the only way he can get any money right now. And so is your mom on the waiting list or what? <laughs> what if my mom became a Kid Rock fan? Well, I bet she will. <laughs> I would have been the bank. <laughs> I could totally uh, see it. With the way she is about Trump oh my God. still. You know, they kind of dress alike. Kid Rock <laughs> and your mom. That's so true. Isn't it? Like fringe. A lot of like leather with some oh fringe. Your mom likes that stuff. Yes, she does, Sarah. I like it too. <laughs> I like her in it. I love your mom. Well, shout out to Peg. The shirt, one of the shirts that he put out, though, I saw it was like a map of the U.S. and it put like the red states as you know, like sanity, and then the blue states are he called dumb fuckistan. That's where we live, and I just think it's so great because guess where Trump's from? Dumb Dumb (laughs) fuckistan. So maybe sit down with that shirt, sir. Yeah, but. Oh my gosh. Uh oh, here she goes. It, I, see, the stages. Is, it's just, I, it, it comes <laughs> in waves, and I'm just, I'm, sh- I'm shocked. I'm just in disappointment. It, it's going to be a big, we're going to be going like, I told you so, and I just know it. It's, yeah. I just know it. There's no way that this is going to be the, the international diplomacy. There's no happy ending. No. That is no. the truth. No. For lots of folks, even that voted for him like losing their health care and stuff. Um, but here's what I think in the stages of grief. Yeah. There should be like, like a bad behavior stage. Right. Where you just react. Uh, you know what? Like there, drinking. That kind of is. Uh, what is it? Oh, no. Nah, well, no, it's all like deny, emotions and it's not right. about it's like emotions. behavior. It's not about like doing bad shit. Yeah. There should definitely be like a, you're allowed to just like, drink and not give it f stage well i see it a lot on twitter that people are like i can't quit drinking i can't quit well eating. you know what the sad thing is is like for usually for depression you look at in order to give a diagnosis of major depressive disorder they have to 
be in depression in a depressed state for over 14 days. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people, because of the election, just, you know, tipped over Mm -hmm. into that. uh, You can uh, give them that label now just because we're going to be depressed for so long. Yeah. There seems to be no, but I, you know what? It's good for therapists. Good business. You're going to be oh, able to get a job proof. lickety split. Heck yes. That's true. <laughs> well, of course, not in my neighborhood. Oh my gosh. Sue's. What? On my run the other day. Not, no, no, no. <laughs> Let me rephrase that. <laughs> Brisk These walk. two girls were on a run. I was walking my dog in my Ugg boots. Okay. I was not on a run. They were on a run. Two very white girls in run by me. Orange in County. In Orange County in the gated community <laughs> run by me and I can hear them talking about Trump like from no. 25 feet away. No. So they run by and I have to listen and she goes, well, you know, as she's running and something along the lines of, let me try to remember it right. Oh my God. It was, well, I mean, it's not going to be that bad for us. I mean, oh at least it's God. better than what we would have with, you know, the other one. And I was like, oh my God. First She's all, not including privilege. her uterus in that statement. Right. Evidently. Well, and you know, she's probably out of it because she has money anyway. So it doesn't even matter because you could do whatever you want. Go to yeah, some other. Everyone that I've heard saying like, it's fine. We're going to be fine. And yeah. the world won't end. Like Tom Hanks, he, he said that and other people. And I'm like, yeah, you are. Right. I mean, for Nothing sure. Nothing changes for you except your tax break is better. Yeah. You're going to get a tax yeah. break. Uh, so that was difficult to hear. And then I was, and not like there's anything wrong with this. I don't want like, you know, people to be like, I have guns, but I was, uh, (laughs) again, out on a walk this morning with my dog and somebody had their garage open two huge, uh, gun case, like gun vaults. What the fuck do you call those things? Gun case, a gun, but I mean like floor to ceiling, two of them with big, huge, that Eagle with like the American flag behind it. There's always an Eagle. Don't tread on me kind of thing, whatever. (laughs) And I was like, Oh my God, this is the guy. What do you have that many? He's got a full, I don't even know. It's interesting to me how everything's like a circle. Like, you know, you go to like Appalachia, mm-hmm. you know, West Virginia, mm-hmm. and it's like that. Yeah. Yosemite Sam. I don't understand that because you're like live in the wilderness. Okay. But then if you go far enough to the other class uh, spectrum, yeah. they're <gasps> scared too. Uh-huh. They're like, don't take my money. And they got all the yeah. guns. Oh, my, And let me tell you, they are scared in my neighborhood. Of what? I, when Brown we moved, people? I don't know. When we, the, the house next to us has... We live in a gated community in one of the safest neighborhoods in all of America. <laughs> really? I know. And you couldn't, you can't even be like a painter getting in to paint the house without like fully passing all the security, whatever, to get through the gate. They have, and nowadays, like you can hide a little camera. You can, so nobody can see it or whatever. If you just were like recording for whatever. No, they have those huge black ball security things like they have in casinos. Like, like to let Macy's. everybody know. Yeah, it's really like that. <laughs> and they're attached to every single freaking palm tree outside. There are sensor lights everywhere. Their curtains are, it was, it's okay. almost like, what the heck are you scared of? Or- to what degree is it fear and to what degree is it like um, a status symbol where it's like it makes that them feel fear. 
It oh feel, the gate I is feels statusy. I understand that the neighborhood seems feels that like that. But we were wondering, like you know, it's so weird. We've moved in here, and not a single neighbor has come by to like say hello or anything like that. And Lana and I were talking, we're like maybe we just moved into a neighborhood where people are kind of fearful of each other. They're kind of like to keep themselves. They moved into a neighborhood to, where there's a serious out group. So they could be the in-group, and even in the people with their in their own in-group, they don't they want to keep away. It's very bizarre. So I'm going to show up at their doorstep with cookies. Obviously, you're going to give them cookies. Well, yeah. What the heck else am I to do? I know, but like, uh, yeah. To, I'm going to go welcome myself to the neighborhood. Is what I'm going to do because what the heck? How na- these people are not being very neighborly, right? Do you ever feel like a hypocrite? Why? Because you live in this homogenous white. Oh, oh all the time. Area. I I mean. It's it's one of those things where I feel like I'm I'm e- bal- evening out the scale. I guess you know I gotta make sure I'm well because you're a minority in the sense that you're a liberal, but otherwise they would never know that apart right. from maybe your tattoos. Yeah, and uh, I threatened to. I I have a feeling that if I I bring up like even the idea of wearing my nasty gal or nasty woman T-shirt to uh, I don't know my tennis lesson, my husband might not like me to do that really i don't know maybe he would like it i don't know but huh I that's feel an like... interesting idea i think we should talk about that sometime yeah uh but for now oh i was gonna say here's my two ways of coping oh yeah get back to the original yeah, question we were on a tangent um first of all you can't tell right now because i just got back but i like i like to organize my house whenever i'm feeling like out of control and like i feel yes. so much like the political climate and stuff makes me feel like I can't do anything about this. So uh-huh. I'm just going to make labels. <laughs> what have you labeled? Well, I have a plan because we just got back. <gasps> yeah. So yeah. Oh, I want to yes. do Lincoln's toy room and I just want to like get everything organized with my books and my files and cause that'll Oops. solve the problem. That-, <laughs> <laughs> that really, but that does help. That helps yeah. really, at least relieve Mentally. a little bit of that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it stops. Sometimes it can help with the rumination. Like, you don't ruminate on it. Mm-hmm. And just... Then the other thing is cooking. Oh, good. Well, at least aspirationally. Like, I th- I said to Adam, I want to start, like, plan... Like, it's another thing. It's, like, pl- meal planning. Ooh, so it's yeah. a control thing. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm seeing a theme here. Weirdly, though, I'm drinking less. Well, that's not terrible. It's not, but it's sort of, like... Has all joy left my life? Oh, anhedonia. What's that? The inability to experience uh, the uh, inability to experience like hedonistic pleasure, like derive pleasure out of something. That I might have that. Is yeah. that a condition? Well, people can't get it. <laughs> Is it contagious? No, but like in depression, it's a real feeling. It's a feeling of like not care. Yeah, yeah like a loss anhedonia. of joy. I have that. But what is bringing me joy? Yeah, is cooking. Is <laughs> cooking, and uh, I got you a present. <gasps> what? I love presents. Well, we have a new partner with yeah. Bon Appetit magazine, and I got you a subscription. Well, I think this is more a present for my husband than it is a present for me, because <laughs> yeah. now I'm going to cook the good stuff. Because well, here's the thing: over the last year, Sarah's been like kind of getting tips. Yeah, you give me the me. best tips. But I feel like I can only do so much. Right. And you're also <laughs> not there to watch me as I stir and tell me, you know, 
exactly so what to I do. I thought that you would like this here, but here's the thing. This is a uh, great gift for our listeners as well. So if you go to bonappetit.com slash give BA and enter promo code 15 off, you get a yearly subscription for 15% off. Oh, so it's $12 for a yearly subscription. That's $1 a month. Okay. And you get a tote bag. Oh, well, I love tote bags. We love totes. Yeah. And so what I like about the mag oh, is that I'm it's got a little bit. I'm already getting ready to grocery shop in my head. Yeah. Right. It's got a little bit of everything we love. Wine, food, travel, and then tips mm-hmm. and hacks. Mm-hmm. So I feel like maybe we can solve all of our world problems with a few good meals. Because well, that's what we learned at, what, last time we talked about politics with the table setters. Oh, that's true. And now if you're going to have one of those meals, you might as well make it a delicious one with a little help from Bon Appetit. Yeah. So go to bonappetit.com slash give BA, use promo code 15 off and start shopping and you'll get a really pretty Bon Appetit tote. Um, so look for that, Sarah. Ooh, yeah. Sarah said, when I was ordering it, Sarah, I asked you for your new address. And it was hilarious. I won't say what it is, obviously, but... It does sound like a fake address. Sarah's... Let me give you, like, an equivalent. Yeah. It's like, one, two, three, Jingle Bell Rock Road. (laughs) (laughs) Jingle, jingle, California. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, is she trolling me right now? Great. So look for your tote bag. so fake. Oh, God, you make me laugh. Okay. But, yeah, I wish I could tell you what it really is. Okay, so then I also want to talk about, um, have you heard these news stories about how Hillary has been dealing with the election results? I did see that uh, people have been following her on walks and spotting her on walks and love it's like they're it's like she's a rare bird and they're all hiding in the bushes taking pictures with like long telescope lenses it's like finding her natural habitat it really is it's like spotting a squatch or something and she i love that she's so i remember in 2000 when al gore won but lost Mm. and he went rogue like he grew this big beard right, the beard and he got fat uh-huh and he was like back in tennessee brewing whiskey and stuff yeah. and i was like oh i like you you know like <laughs> i prefer that al gore because he was like f this yeah let's make a and, movie about the environment yeah. yeah and he like had to sit and think for a minute about mm-hmm. like what his life was gonna look like and i feel like that's what hillary's doing because she was like hey where's my makeup removers and she <laughs> Like wiped, yeah. it's like she wiped the scum of the uh-huh. election off of her face, uh-huh. and she's she showed up for her first speaking engagement completely makeup free. That's great. I, I like wish that. she would have done that during the yeah. campaign. To be honest, mm-hmm. but you know, people would have said a thing or two about that. Yeah, because of misogyny. She's like f the patriarchy. Mm-hmm. That's what she's doing right now. But I mean, what... where do you go from there? I mean, if you're her, well. I don't know. I, I'm interested to see what her life does look like. Maybe it'll just be like, you know, quiet because they're in like the, what do you call mm-hmm. that part of New York? I don't know. Up, upstate New York. Upstate. But there's a name for the city that she lives in that's real funny. Oh, really? It's like a, it's like a, fu- it's a funny name. Is it an Indian name? Yes. There's nothing funny about Indian names. <laughs> I don't want people to get that twisted. 
It's not. <laughs> Sarah was just accidentally film. racist. I don't mean to be like that. It's not funny, like funny. Is it like Massapequa or see. Hillary Saskatchewan or Clinton Woods Home <laughs> Woods? Yeah. Oh Find out yeah, what it Chipa- is. Chapa Chapaqua 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 <laughs> something like that. Oh, Sarah. Oh. See, she lives in Orange County for five minutes, oh. and now she can't pronounce right. Native American words. I love it. Okay, yeah, but I That's love that. Funny. I love that she's like Bigfoot out there, and people are like getting selfies with her, and because, yeah. and then they all cry, and I would. I decided we should have <gasps> um, what? This just reminded me of what, what me. I got you. I got the What'd brain candy, me? a Christmas gift. <laughs> what is it? That is for our office. That is election related. What is it? And <laughs> this is a real could, long drawn out intro. We could play twenty questions about oh, it. Oh, okay. So good. Is it art? Mm, it is a form, of, but no, not like an art piece that you'd put on the wall. But you, you, some people would is say it it's kind of art. Is it a macrame? No, it's not. Is it election? Oh, you were thinking it was the the your thing loom, I, I your looped. weaving loom. No, oh, it's election related. Yeah, um, very election. Oh, is it a a Clinton uh, sign? Oh, you're close, but you had the first part right. What is it? Go for size. <gasps> Cut out like cardboard. Oh, you're getting real closer, but the, you're so close, but smaller scale. Just a face. Hillary Clinton action figure. <gasps> really? Yeah, for our office. Where'd you get it? I got. I found it online, and I was like, it was supposed to be a Christmas present, but you know how bad I am at surprises, so I ruined <laughs> it. I just, I, I was like, I just ruined it. But whatever. I was so excited to tell you, and it's gonna go right there, right on that speaker. Isn't that what perfect? is she wearing? A blue I should, pantsuit. See, this is so sexist of me. I should not say that. <laughs> that was horrible. I was accidentally sexist. <laughs> but I just wanted to picture her. Right? She's wearing a blue pantsuit. I mean, I can't say, like, what's she talking about? Right. What are her, you know, what are her talking points? She's wearing a blue pantsuit. It's real good. Oh, that's so, going to be really nice. Well, did I show you how after the election at Target, presidential Barbie was half off? I know. You bought it, right? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, Lincoln wanted it. Um, President Jill Barbie and her running mate. It was a t- two female ticket. <laughs> That's probably why Ken it was win. nowhere to be found. So that was good. But no, Ken was in the White House. <laughs> right. He won. <laughs> right. Oh, he probably so beat her. He did. Um, Even without a penis. The reason, though, why there were so many packages in my house mm-hmm. is because I do have one more form of therapy. Is it retail therapy? <laughs> yeah, it is. In fact, the whole month of November, I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm getting clothes. I'm yeah. getting stuff like that's frivolous. And for you. And for Susan. Go, Susan, go. Um, Where are you shopping? Well, I found I found a gem of a place. My, I have a friend who gives me tips. Mm-hmm. And she, what was the latest? She gives me a lot of makeup tips. Ooh. This um, new Sephora. Oh, it's a Smashbox matte lipstick. I'll have to show you. Oh, nice. Like, but she'll just say, go buy this, and then I do it, because she's always right. <laughs> nice. Um, and she recommended this site called CatherineMelandrio.com. Oh. Are you tippity-tapping? Yep, okay, good. I'm going right now. Catherine. CatherineMelandrio.com. And 
they happen to be having a sale, oh, so I wanted to tell yeah. you guys about it. Boots. They have yes, see. Mm-hmm. They have forty percent off all apparel and boots, um, and twenty percent off all outerwear. The oh, coat, right? those are really cute. Killer boots. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and forty percent off those. Oh dang, knee high boots. Done deal. Shopping solves everything, and I'm gonna feel better. That We've abandoned really all of our like philosophic ideals and are just like, you know what? Let's just, just shop. shop or drink, whatever. <laughs> Use code SAVE40 and SAVE20. The apparel and boots are 40% off. The outerwear is 20% off. And then they told me that our followers, if they call after they order and mention brain candy, they will refund 10% of their what? order. Yeah. Oh my God. And it's I'm looking at this right now. They free are shipping really cute. On stuff over 100 um, oh, yeah. And just, it's katherinemelandrio.com. Super cute dresses and um, clothes and boots. So, yeah. Solve your problems with some consumerism. Done deal. Done deal. It's what Jesus would do. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to introduce our guest today. We decided we weren't um, equipped to talk. About- oh, wait. I have to do Patreon shout-outs. Oh, I love these, because then I get to sing to people. <laughs> Let me get my singing voice. All right, ready. Patreon.com slash Brain Candy is where you can go to support us for as little as a dollar. A dollar. Five dollars gets you access to our other podcast, which is Challenge and Reality TV related. So um, these people have kindly supported us. And we're going to give some shout-outs. The first one is to Angie. Uh, 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 Angie! <laughs> she actually emailed me, and she was like, Hey, um, like right after I started on Patreon, you guys stopped doing shout-outs. And I'm like, ugh, I'm the worst. Angie, the queen bee, <laughs> as sweet as can be. Her name is Angie. Okay, <laughs> now she got a whole song. This reminds me of on Friends whenever... Phoebe didn't have a present for Rachel's baby. And she was like, Emma, your name poses a dilemma. Because <laughs> nothing rhymes with Emma. Okay, okay. That took my funny Okay, part. Kerrigan. Kerrigan, in my heart again. <laughs> your name kind of sounds like a sweater. Wait a minute. Kerrigan's... Kerrigan's uh, credit card was declined, but hey, you know what? That's Times right. are tough out there for <laughs> Kerrigan's. Times are tough. Kenny D. Kenny D. Kenny D. As cool as can be. His <laughs> name is Kenny D. Kenny has a cool avatar. It looks like Guy Fieri. I hope he doesn't look like Guy Fieri. No, <laughs> I don't think so. Tyson jones tyson jones tyson jones mm-hmm. don't have anything good that wraps with tyson jones <laughs> jones you could jones, do like what i feel it in my oh, bones, bones. <laughs> damn it glenn rogerson that's a hard one glenn you could just recite like spoken word glenn his <laughs> name is glenn glenn gives give glenn give it's kind of like a Dr. Seuss book. Right. Give, Glenn, give. Oh, my God. See, Glenn, give. <clears throat> Glenn gives big. Give big, it's Okay, Glenn. that's enough. <laughs> Poor Glenn. Glenn gives big. We have Brad. Brad. Not so bad, Brad. <laughs> if you happen to Look be... Look at all these dudes giving to us. 
That's a good Kenny, point. Brad, Tyson, Tyson, Glenn. Glenn? Then the next one is Albert. Albert? Our buddy Al? Just throwing <laughs> you us the box. my buddy, Thank you. And I can be your long lost pal. You know that one? I you can, can call yeah. Betty. And Betty, when, when you call me, me, you can call me out. <laughs> call me. I used to wake up every morning to that. A man walks down the street. Why? Because I, I love that song. What do you love about it? <laughs> you like the horns? Is that what you're yes, saying? Yes, I do. I wish I had known this. I love that song. In fact, hold it, it makes me really excited it. right now. What? That reminds me. What? I was going to kick off the show. I totally blew it. Blew it? What? Maybe I'll do it next time. Oh, I thought you were going to say maybe we should start over. I was like, what? This has been gold. <laughs> we should start over. No, with... Um, Show me that smile again. R.I.P. Oh, yeah. Alan Thick. Another 2016 takes another victim. minute on your crying. Oh, I wish I knew the rest of it. <laughs> I like, no, what's the main part? As Keep long going. as we've got each other, we got the world spinning right at our hands, oh, baby. Get it. Rain oh. shine. All the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we've got each other. Sharing the laughter and the love. <laughs> so good. People have regrets, I bet. They're like, I thought this was going to be about politics. Right? <laughs> Listen, we li- mix it up. Now I'm listening to the Growing Pains right. theme song. Hey, I mean, he was America's father. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Mrs. Brady just died. So it's like, oh, well, what look, do we have left? I, You know what? Those, uh... Oh, what are their last names? Cop family. Cop. Urkel. <laughs> Cop family. Right. Urkel. What was family that? Family matters. Fam- yeah, but what the heck is their last name? Mm. The. It was oh, like a normal name. It I was know. a normal name, like Powell or. No. Mr. <sighs> what is his, the girl's name that he family. loves? Oh, no. People get so mad at us because they're all like screaming into their phones yeah. right now. They all know. He loves Laura Winslow. Winslow. Thank you. The Winslows. We- I swear to God, if any of them go, I'm done. <laughs> but you know what? We can lose uh, one of the Huxtables, if you know what I mean. Stop it. Stop being hilarious. I can't take it. First of all... <laughs> First of all, what do you mean if any of them go? Well, I just don't. I feel like it's been too many. You're taking too many 90s sitcom Since families. Since when do you love Family Matters? Always. That's an excellent television show. I do love Family Matters. Why? Oh, it was great. Which part? Stop it. Keeping me entertained Friday nights. Thank goodness. Yeah, you were younger. Okay. Mm-hmm. That was right. right up my alley. I loved... Ayla and I loved Urkel. Who would think that a, wo- the, a woman that can appreciate the blue-collar comedy of Family Matters... Me. ...would end up in Koto de Casa? <laughs> right. Who would have thought good? Yeah. Well, hey. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope none of them kick the bucket. And it was right before or after Step by Step. Remember when that one girl from Family Matters... Ended up on Celebrity Rehab uh-huh. for and marijuana. Did, and didn't she do P-O-R-N? Yeah. Mm-hmm. She sure did. Mm-hmm. To fund her pot habit. <laughs> I don't know. I think there may have been something else in there. Because I don't know any weed that, that's, that's that pricey. 
<laughs> Are your dealers really <laughs> ripping you off? Well, I think, wasn't she like the original and then she was replaced? Oh, you remember maybe. how they swapped Ooh. out daughters? I hated how they did that on shows. Why? Because, well, and then they just like don't even talk. Well, of course, because what are you supposed to say? Roseanne remember the old did one? it good with um, Becky. Yeah. Because they joked about they, you have Bewitched to and how Bewitched had two Darrens. Oh, I and forget about that. they did a whole, that. like, they acknowledged uh-huh, uh-huh, that, hey, this uh-huh. is not... Lacey mm-hmm. Gorenson or whatever. I love when they acknowledge things like that on television shows. Right. It's a, what do you call that? Easter like, egg. Like uh, uh, Steve Carell and his hair plugs when on The Office. What did they say? Oh, go see, season Wait, one versus season have... two of The Office. He totally got hair plugs. Fully. And then the very first scene, he goes, oh yeah, thanks. I did get a haircut. Wait a minute. Look at Steve Carell before and he after He used photos. to be more bald? Oh, yes. Well, he did a good job I because know. it looks so, great. When I, we should do a whole freaking segment on this because I've talked to my husband about this. When I go over the list of celebrities who have had hair transplants, you will be shocked. David Beckham? Yep. Jude Law? Yep. <laughs> Tons. We should have done that in our... Did, maybe we did mention it in the hair episode, but... I don't think so. We need more of it. Way more. <laughs> This is so off topic. I know. Wait. But then I wanted you to talk about, oh, Cosby. Yeah. When's he going to die? Oh, yeah. See, that's we the lose, I'd be willing see, to lose. Let me tweet that. <gasps> I'll I save wanna, it. The tweet. Do you want to tell tweet him about, about what, what we want to do? What? The, I really don't know what you're talking about. The 2017. Oh, death poll. Yes. Yes. There you go. I didn't want to be yeah. the one to give it away. Yeah. I got to organize it. I want... All of our listeners who want to, to join us in a epic celebrity death pool tournament mm-hmm. where you choose 20 people you think are going to die. Mm-hmm. We don't hope they die. No, we do not hope they die. We hope they live, but we're predicting they'll die. Based on habits. evidence. <laughs> Didn't we have Whitney Houston that year? I did. You, yep. Yeah. And I, I had, had her too. That was a big year for me. I came in second place. Oh. I, good... I also had, I think, Farrah Fawcett. That... Do we want to put in there no sports? No, like, because that's what I hate. I don't want sports. No, no you can't Arts pull out the wrestler only. from the 1970s who nobody's, you know. It's a fine line, though. And we are the final decision makers. Oh, like, great. if someone put Hulk Hogan, that's fine because he had a reality show. Fine. Totally. <laughs> yeah, you have to exist in more. He could more... die, too. He could. I mean, he's. They. We always lose one wrestler a year. It could be him. Suicide, heart attack. I was going to say those exact same two in that exact same order. <laughs> that almost came out of my mouth. Um, here's how that the rules would work, which is, whatever their age is when they die, you subtract that number from a hundred, and that's how many points you get. So if somebody's ninety, you only get ten points. Because mm-hmm. come on, they were on borrowed time. <laughs> But if somebody was 50, you get 50 points. Mm -hmm. So it's high risk, high reward. And that 27, big payout. Lindsay Lohan, she's been on everybody's poll for years and she's hanging in. Yeah, she's fine. Nothing's going to happen to her. Well, don't don't look at my list then. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes, so we are totally off topic, but that was hilarious. Mm -hmm. Especially when you wish death upon Bill Cosby. (laughs) Well, you know. I have no natural way to segue though. From that to either 
our interview mm-hmm. with the esteemed <laughs> political scientist Chris Bono and also esteemed historian Oliver Bateman and friend yeah, of the podcast. Friend of the show. Yeah. yeah. But before I do, mm-hmm. can I just say a special thank you to the good people at BioClarity? I have to say a special thank you. Oh, good. Okay. I was thinking about that on my drive over here. Why? Because I was like, God, my skin looks so People keep good. complimenting you on social media. I, it's, it's, I Why have do not they do that? had mad a about pimple, it. knock on wood, in, uh, I can't remember. It's, it's so good. Oh, really? You're, my I mean, skin is so happy. It's never been better. That's really good. So I know you're like, it changed your life and everything, blah, blah, but- Really, it's the shit. I'm so glad they that might be you mad agree. That I said it's the shit. Will they be mad? No, they're very it's forgiving. It's true, man. I love this stuff. <laughs> My skin looks fabulous. If you haven't tried it yet, go to BioClarity.com and get your first month for only nine ninety five. It's twenty dollars savings, and it comes with a hundred percent risk free money back guarantee. It's a three step acne wash. And it is only good with code Brain Candy. That's the deal. Nine ninety five for the first month. Um, yeah, I see on your Instagram and stuff, everyone's like, Sarah, what'd you do to your skin? And I'm like, Hey, a little love over here. Yeah. Cause I mean, I, I guess, you know, I'm sick of it. Everyone's just, maybe I just didn't wear, I, I just like don't wear makeup. So people well, like notice true. it more. That's true. Cause I won't do that. I'm too yeah. old for that shit. And so they're like, Oh wow. Even without makeup, you don't look like <clears throat> a scary monster yeah, you anymore. You do. You look great. Thanks. Yeah. You thanks, betcha. Thanks. BioClarity. BioClarity.com, yeah. code brain candy. Um, our guests today are Chris Bono, Associate Professor of Political Science at the University of Pittsburgh. And his focus is American politics with an emphasis on judicial politics and public law. He's super smart. Yeah, and knows way more than we do in this category, or at least me. That is for sure. He Maybe he expert. has some answers to what's going on That's and what, what to I'm do. Hoping. Yeah. I hope he more says, than retail therapy. <laughs> yeah, I hope he says quit spending your money. Yeah, and instead, you know, don't worry because here's why everything's fine. Well, I hope he gives you the advice to run for some sort of political office. I might because I think you should. I don't think they're going to tell us there's no problem. Don't worry, but I'm hoping, mm-hmm. and I'm hoping Oliver can, can provide some historical context. Well, great. Let's hear it. All right, Chris and Oliver are here. I think I want them to talk me off the ledge, but I fear they won't be able to. Welcome to the show, you guys. Chris, I'll start with you. I almost texted you about a hundred times on election night <laughs> trying to get like some peace of mind. Was everyone doing that to you? Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, it was uh, it was a busy night. It was uh, I was in the unusual spot of, of being the optimist for most of the night, saying, <sighs> "Oh, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine." And then once Wisconsin came back, I was like, "Well, it's over, going to bed." Oh my god! Oh, how late was that? What time did you stay up till? Oh, I ended up staying up till probably twelve thirty or one, maybe a little bit later. But I knew it was over for an hour before that. <sighs> then I had to, you know. Settle down my wife, settle down my dog, and everything else. <laughs> well, what was your feeling or thought at that time, Chris, as far as, like, how did we not know and this wasn't what we expected? Yeah, I was uh, stunned. And so the first thought I had was, well, how did we get this wrong? And, and, and how do we go about trying to figure out 
um, what we didn't understand. So, you know, as a political scientist, trying to get it right the next time. So we're not as surprised. Um, and, you know, as, as more and more data has come in in the, in the last couple of weeks, we're getting a better sense. Um, but I still, I mean, it's still really surprising. And every day I wake up and I watch the news or whatever, I'm no less surprised. That's how I feel, too. too. I always think it's going to be like a joke and maybe I'll turn it on. And I just think it's maybe I, I'm going to wake up from a, this nightmare. Well, so or what? Whatever. Now, like, what are you telling people about how, how to move forward and how do we even react to this as a public who, you know, she, he didn't win the popular vote. Most of us wish he hadn't won at all. What do you suggest? Yeah, so it's hard, right? Because, you know, I'm a firm believer that elections have consequences. And, you know, that's, you know, really bad for a lot of people who feel, I think, legitimately scared and uncertain about what an administration might bring in terms of, you know, religious freedom, in terms of protection um, for people who, who aren't white, um, for, for people who, you know, are immigrants. I mean, there's a lot of uncertainty and a lot of fear. And, and you know, I don't know what to say, except the only thing we can hope is that he actually didn't mean the stuff he said when he I was campaigning. That, I think that's the truth. But I, what I fear is that he didn't mean what he said. He didn't mean what he said, but the people who voted for him do mean the things that he says. Oh, I think that's right. I think that I think it's unleashed a certain kind of reaction among among certain people that is that is scary. And we see this reporting, you know, in some of the the incidents of, of harassment that have occurred, <sighs> some of the graffiti that's occurred. And, you know, and, and the other thing, too, is if he really didn't mean what he's – like, I'm not sure what's more disturbing to me. If he actually meant everything, and he really is this this, this kind of a monster, mm-hmm. or if he just, like, knew there were all these people out here who agree with him, and so he was just making stuff up and saying it, trying to get them riled up because he believed in winning at all costs, not mm-hmm. caring what kind of long-term damage could be potentially unleashed. Um, Oliver, you welcome to the show, by the way. Uh, you're, like, practically a co-host by now, but yeah. – <laughs> Um, Oliver, you've written my, a lot about, on here, yes. <laughs> yeah, you've written a lot about the alt-right as they're known. Uh, I call them neo-Nazis, but what, what do you make of all this now since you're kind of an expert on these people? Well, I mean, one thing that's happened in the wake of this election is there've been like a million explanations for why it happened. And I, I don't know which one of them is right. And I don't think that, you know, until the data has really been vetted, uh, I don't think we'll really know. But I just thought, and a gut thing when I was talking to you in July uh, on one of these, I had started to watch all of my relatives in Washington County, Pennsylvania, a really critical county in this election somehow, uh, mm. start to turn to this uh, to this message, this this Trump message, almost immediately. And, and by the end of August, they were all on board. And you witnessed this with your family as well. Mm-hmm. And this isn't a good metric for the whole country because she's going to win by 2.5 million votes. You know, mm-hmm. maybe maybe more. Yeah. But it seems like in the way the system was structured, he had enthusiasm in the right spots. And, and that was all that mattered. I mean, uh, we've, we've had a lot of elections where you just needed to, to win the right places. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. rather than to uh, to go out there and just roll people over or, uh, or or dominate. And you know, there were there were a lot of other things uh, at play in this campaign. It was interesting to see, uh, and I, I think Sarah said, like it, the scary thing is that there are going to be all these people who believe all of the things he was saying and are excited for them to happen. And we're watching them get that publicity. You know, mm-hmm. we're watching oh. them get that uh, attention. You know, the, the alt-right, even in March, people were saying, uh, don't cover these guys, don't cover these guys. Or you have to, like, beat up an editor to get them to let you do a story on them. Mm-hmm. But now, uh, you know, there are all these uh, pieces about, like, what was it, like the dapper white nationalist yeah. who's taking Washington, oh. D.C. by storm. Right. All this sort of stuff. And I don't know what the long-term consequences of that will be. The one thing that heartens me in this election cycle was that David Duke in the Senate race in Louisiana did worse than when he ran in the uh, the early 90s. Oh, well, that's good, yeah, I guess. Yeah, you know, he pulled 30, 40 percent of the vote back then. And this time around uh, on a, a white supremacy ticket, uh, <laughs> in a very crowded field, he, he didn't oh. do as well. Well, I guess that's good. Um, oh. You mentioned a minute ago about how he sort of had the support in the right areas. Chris, whenever this turn, you know, the incident happened on election night, everyone all of a sudden was like, wait, what is the electoral college? And why is it? I learned about the electoral college real thoroughly that I was like, wait a second. And then I got it. I thought that it was supposed to protect us from a demagogue or whatever. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, some of your your listeners probably don't remember 2000, but right in 2000 it was a similar case. Although in 2000, you know, when 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 Bush campaigned, he campaigned actually as a compassionate conservative. And I remember, you know, after it turned out that he was going to be the president, a lot of us on the left were like, "Yeah, all right, whatever." I mean, he's a bit of an idiot, but yeah, we've had idiots before. <laughs> yeah. Um. This 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 feeling was a lot worse. You oh know, yeah. With the electoral college, right? The only defense of the electoral college. If you think that one person's vote should not count as much as another person, right? Because there's no other reason for it. Um, and so you know, you live in California, which has 35 million people, you know, or you could live in Wyoming, which has half a million, and your <sighs> vote in Wyoming counts more than people who live in California and these other big states. And we'll never get rid of it because there are more states that are advantaged by having this electoral college, by having two senators, right? That, that count, you know, as as, as two votes. Um, you know the, the states that are disadvantaged by it, and again, and for for years it hasn't been an issue because you know, like the last time before two thousand was like eighteen seventy six or something like oh that. It was God. a long time; it never happened. Now it's happened twice in sixteen yeah. years, um, and now people are starting to be like, "What the hell is going on?" Yeah. Um, well, you know, it's the system, and um, it means that you know we don't have a principle of one person equals one vote, and. Um, yeah, that's just, I mean, there's no real way to get rid of it outside of a constitutional amendment since it's set in the Constitution, and that's not going to happen because no. the states will never go for it. No. Right. You're not talking me off the ledge here. No. Are- in fact, I'm just getting closer and closer <laughs> to jumping. So. <laughs> all right. Well, so, Oliver, when you yes. look at the state of affairs at this point, what do you, because when I interviewed you over a year ago and you kind of predicted that this would happen, and I said, well, what if Trump wins? What do you think it will look like? And you said, it'll just be like, you know, middle of the road, not not too scandalous. Do you still think that's how it will be? Well, I mean, I, I don't think that, like, as Chris said, like, I don't think that a lot of people thought W was going to be a, a great for, you know, great moderate uh, as well. And 
uh, he, he did a lot of things that were very questionable while president. And I think the Trump campaign could follow suit but be much, uh, much noisier, you know. And it's going to continue to have some of the same, uh, you know, some of the same family values rhetoric. It's going to have some of the same, uh, you know, uh, free marketeers running the show, despite this talk about renegotiating trade deals. There's going to be a lot of that. I, I mean, today, what, he backed off uh, his pledge to prosecute Hillary Clinton? Did that mm-hmm. happen? So I think he's already – uh, he's already backpedaling on something, and I think he said they have a beautiful family in the same uh, the same statement. <laughs> right. So it's really hard to get a bead on what he's he's thinking at any given time. What did you go um, ahead, Sarah? Sorry. Do you think that that could backfire? And you know, because we talked about the people who voted for him believing that message and wanting to send that message strong. Now, if they get wind that he's phony or it's all a sham do you think there could be a backlash that we could feel that's worse well i think there's some of that right so there's a situation here where there were quite a few people who actually voted for obama twice and voted for trump yeah Yeah. i don't understand those people and i I doubt you do either but but so but i think the common the common issue there was they feel like the economy and the country is left them behind and they wanted to vote for change they wanted to vote for something different in 08 that was obama Mm-hmm. Um, in 12, that was Obama, and this year it's Trump. These people, you know, if, if this is the issue in 2020, could go could go back the other way. But I, I think the larger point here is what things are going to look like. I think anyone who knows or, or predicts what is lying, because, you know, you could – I think it's equally likely that Trump serves 30 days as president or 30 <laughs> years. Right. I, I mean, I think we have no idea what's going to happen. It could be an unmitigated disaster, or it could just be – Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So there's this word that I keep hearing now that I had never heard before. Kleptocracy, is that the word that I'm saying correctly? Is that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've we've had one of those in place for a long time, uh, you know. Well, can you tell people what that is? Yeah, I don't know what that is. Yeah. Uh, Either it's by thieves. <laughs> Technically, it means like ruled by as a kleptocracy because you know the assets of the state are like intermingled with uh, Vladimir Putin's personal wealth. So he's worth like fifty billion dollars, and some of that is via uh, you know his double his double dealing. Uh, and there's talk of the U.S. going down this route, in, in particular because Trump is not going to uh, divest himself of of total control of his assets while he's here. So, Chris, why is it that, like, for example, the people that he appoints or whatever have to undergo all these background checks and make sure their finances are okay and audit their taxes, but we don't require that of the president? (laughs) It's good to to be the king. Oh, my God. This is how a dictator – this is exactly how it happens. Like, do uh, do other people see this? Go ahead, Chris. Sorry. This is how Congress, right? What happens in Congress, right? Oftentimes, Congress exempts themselves from yeah. the very laws they pass. 
And, yeah. and it, it, it's similar here. I mean, um, look, I mean, most of, of, of his appointees, at least his cabinet appointees, all of them have to go through confirmation. So a lot of these background checks and, and tax and everything else are required by the Senate or they won't vote to confirm them. Mm-hmm. Um, Trump, you know, that he's already been confirmed. He's been he's been anointed. But the um, but no, there is there's more than a little hypocrisy there um, that, um, you know, is right to point out. But again, I, I, one of the things I think that that's important, at least that, that I've come to realize about a lot of not all, but a lot of Trump supporters is, I mean, it doesn't matter. Like <laughs> It just mm. doesn't matter. He was not her. And wow. so not her beat her. Um, at least at the Electoral College. And, you know, I mean, it doesn't matter. It doesn't release his taxes. doesn't release his medical files. It just doesn't matter. Hey, Chris, you know that guy? I'm sure you've heard of him. He's a political scientist that has that methodology that's um, predicted. I want to hear Chris's opinion. I want to hear Chris's <laughs> opinion on this. Yeah, this guy. <laughs> you know who I mean? He predicts all the presidents, and he predicted Trump, and everyone thought he was crazy. Oh, is this a true-false guy? I don't know. He has, like, a model this, that asks certain questions and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. First of all, he's a historian, not a political oh, okay. I don't want to lump him. Yes, that's why, <laughs> that's why I want to hear Chris's opinion. <laughs> so, I think if you looked at the economic fundamentals and you looked at, like, the rate of growth and everything else, this was a Republican year. And there were a couple of political science models, including one by, by Helmut Norport and Stonebrook, that predicted that Trump would win uh, based solely on economics and presidential approval and everything else. Now, what a lot of us thought was, okay, yeah, right. But, but this campaign is a dumpster fire. Yeah. Like, and so while the fundamentals are good, you have a terrible candidate running a terrible campaign. So that's got to overcome some of these things. Yeah. And it turns out that maybe campaigns don't matter so much. Oh my and God. Don't matter Ooh. so much. And they're immune um, to pussy and, grabbing. Right. <sighs> well, <laughs> Some people are anyway, <laughs> but, the, um, but that's right. I think so. So yeah. So what I think of this guy is, you know, yeah. So he's got his thirteen true/false questions and whatever else. Um, yeah, I want to hire him for a job. Um, in, in this case, right? Maybe it points to something larger, though, that that we can we we should think about that. We I think we always overestimate how much things like debates and campaigns and ads mm-hmm. and, and these things matter, um, and that's why. You know, I think a lot of us got it wrong is because we thought, oh, even people who don't like Hillary have to see that this guy knows nothing. Yeah. Right? Even people, right? Even people who, who don't like Hillary have to, like, have some women in their life that they love. And I'm going to be like, oh my God, this pig cannot be present. Right. And it turns out we were wrong. Right. Okay. So. You know, if you're like me, you spend half your day on Twitter trying to, like, you think, uh, if I just read one more article, all this will go away. And I've been reading a lot about these people that think, you know, Russia hacked into our voting and and changed the votes and things like that. Do you think there was any interference or that's just like conspiracy theories, just like the right did about Absolutely. Obama? Absolutely not. I mean, it's just like, you know, when Trump said, oh, the election's going to be rigged. Yeah. I mean, these voting machines are not, first of all, one of the awful things, actually, about the U.S., but that's good for comfort in this case, is that elections are run at the state and local mm-hmm. level. And yeah. so, mm-hmm. and these are not connected to the internet. These are not connected to anything. I mean, some people are still like voting on paper, let alone yeah. anything else. <laughs> for any yeah. kind of, of massive, 
Like, yeah. You would have to go into like my fire station where I vote and to every <laughs> other little podunk place. Okay. Yeah. It, it's just, well, we are way too unsophisticated in the U.S. to have our election yeah. tax. Yeah. All right. I didn't see any suspicious characters at the Episcopal Church I was <laughs> voting. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah I right. mean, you know, if, if, if we were technologically sophisticated in this country, it's a possibility. <laughs> but, but we are so far, far backwards on that that, you know, okay, we don't so, have to worry about that. Chris, what is the mood like in the office these oh, days? Good question. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I want to know, too. Yes. Well, it's sad. Ooh, how do they feel? It's sad because you don't visit us anymore, Susan. I know. Uh, I'll come soon, though. I promise. <laughs> but it's been, uh, you know, it's been. You know, we had a faculty meeting the day after the election, and it was it was interesting because um, none of us had the energy to fight with our enemies anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> They've gone numb too. See, he is a united. And, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> um, but no, it's been uh, it's it's been a lot of uh, concern actually for. A lot of people have had students who who are from, you know, marginalized groups or students who, who really fear for their yeah. safety or, or their security, whatever else. And and we've, you know, obviously tried to, you know, assure them that as best we could. But I, I think a lot of it is just, you know, obviously at a personal level, those of us who supported Hillary are, are, are sad. At a professional level, a lot of us are just trying to figure out what in the hell happened and, and how did we get it so wrong. And so it's been, you know – it's been odd on two different dimensions. Like, you know, in 2012, if Romney had won, we would have tried to figure out, well, how we got it wrong, you know, in our predictions. But it wouldn't have been, you know, this kind of sense of uncertainty or yeah. this sense of unknown of what's going to happen. Um, I think it's a lot of it, like, you know, you're kind of like, okay, how bad? I mean, right, so at at the limit, it could be really, really bad for a lot of people. But, you know, it might not be. But then the thing is, right, even if it's not be, even if it's not that bad, let's say, for example, four years from now, economy is still fine. There's been no deportations. There's no wall. There's none of this crap. Still, 2016 right, was a very disturbing election because it shows that this kind of rhetoric yeah. can help you win. And, and that's a whole <sighs> A new issue. precedent for elections. No, no, I hope not. <laughs> Sarah. <laughs> well, right, you hope not, right? So the thing is, right, what, what stopped it in the past, right, is that the people who are running have had a sense of these right? And so 2008, when someone, uh, you know, at John McCain's rally referred to Obama as a Muslim, McCain said, no, no, that's not true, right? Yeah. I disagree with him a lot of things, but he's a good man, he's an American, wow. da, 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 right? You, you've always had this. You've always had people, opponents, who have stopped this kind of of, of, of mm. rhetoric, this, this this kind of of, of, of of pandering, right, right, to to these people who harbor a lot of hate and resentment. This year, you know, you not have that, but you know, a guy like tossing gasoline on the fire. Yeah. Oh no. But um, I, I think it's interesting too because it's not like he he's creating the conditions; he's just sort of exploiting the conditions. Right. Like right. it's yeah. not like racism reemerged. My, I mean, people are probably going to say more racist things in public, or yeah. there have been reports uh, of this happening. But this stuff was always there. But for yeah. whatever reason, there was this, uh, this sort of old school uh, agreement, this gentleman's agreement, never to bring this stuff out into the arena, unless you were like, you know, Strom Thurmond or George Wallace or somebody like that, who was kind of a marginal third party candidate and didn't uh, it didn't matter. But there's you would, you would never even get this from Ronald Reagan. You wouldn't get this from any of the, the sort of classic. Uh, you wouldn't get this from Barry Goldwater. And that 
to me, I think people are going to see that this this kind of pandering is a, a winning a winning strategy. I just wonder if the Democrats have their own type of pandering that they can do. Right, because isn't that been the the problem? We like a Gavin Newsom. Well, it's like. You know, it's always been the case. I don't know. He seems like somebody who's popular and charismatic. thousand dollars to live in San Francisco a month to rent a place. We need like somebody who's like charismatic on the other end. Well, I feel like that's been the problem a lot over the years. Is that it's almost like the liberal or Democrat? There, there's too much nuance. Like mm-hmm. the, the black and white worldview is much easier to motivate people behind. And so mm. I feel like that's been a problem for a long time. Is that wrong? Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's, it's a problem. But, <clears throat> but the Democrats also have, I think, they, they've dismissed people who they, they, they thought of people as, as unreachable when, in fact, they probably have written them off too soon. So, yeah. I mean, so, the Democratic Party actually yeah. is not just at the national level. Look, they've won six of the last seven presidential votes in a row. But you know, under Obama's administration, the, De- the Republicans at the state legislative level have won 1,000 seats in state legislatures. <laughs> the Democrats are getting their ass kicked at the – they have 32 Republican governors right oh. right now. There are – Republicans control the state legislatures, I believe, in 36 or 37 states, both yeah. houses. I mean, the Republicans have a deep bench, and they've focused on winning state and local races over the past 20 years, where the Democratic Party has ignored them. And so what you have then mm-hmm. is you have this situation where the Republic, right, at the lower levels, right, and who becomes members of Congress, right, members of state legislatures, mm-hmm. right, and it, this kind of feeder system up. And the Democrats have gotten their ass kicked for a long time. Yeah. And so there's a structural problem that they need to, to work. And the other thing I, I, I would say is, is we need to be cautious about over-interpreting one result. Because let's face it, it's a shocking result. And so we're all trying to figure out, oh, my God, oh, my God, yeah. what happened? How could we like, – because it's so shocking. But, you know, the day before the election, we were talking about how the Republican Party was in crisis, how the Republican Party had to spend <laughs> the next four years figuring out how to fi- how to reclaim themselves, how to get their soul back, how to do whatever. Right. Then election that happened, all of a sudden, oh, no, it's the Democrats are in crisis. Oh, well, yeah. we, we need to slow down a little bit, right? We have several variables here that could explain one thing. And when you have more variables than cases, it, it tends to be overdetermined. And Democrats, yeah. I think, have to be careful about not changing everything or not changing too much in, in, in response to this. To me, it's been so interesting just from my research point of view and realizing that they can no longer – I feel – you mentioned family values. I feel like they can no longer claim that that's right. at the heart of their conservatism, that – but the, you said they could, though, Susie. How? You said that they believe Trump is the savior. Yeah, but he doesn't. He doesn't embody their virtues, so it's a lie. It was a lie. It's all a lie. You know well, what I mean? Well, I asked, I was in. Wait, what? <laughs> and, when, I, and when Constantine became the Christian emperor, right? Like he, yeah. he was still lopping off heads and winning battles, yeah. but he's he's the one that carried Christ's banner. Yeah. You know, yeah. Trump might be an evil man, but he's, he's, you know, he might be raising the banner of Christ. Yeah. And she, that's what she thinks that he was ordained by God and that it, none of that matters <laughs> for real. Like that she, yes. his life does not matter and his wives and all of his behavior that he was wow. chosen by God. I asked her that same question. And I said something along those lines. And the answer she gave me was that that teaches that we have to be the most forgiving, that, that God can even forgive 
those who have sinned so this much and how that's forgiving there is. And even if you've done these things that you can be great in you too, and it doesn't matter. Yeah. Unless he liked men. And then I straight love, to hell. I just love non-falsifiable things. Yeah. <laughs> it's, always, it's like, oh, well, it's like this whole notion, this whole determinism, like everything happens for a reason. Yeah. yeah. yeah well, yeah, uh, maybe, but, you know, if if people are starving and kids are being blown up in a civil war for a reason, then, you know, count me out. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. So, Chris. Yes. Uh, last question. How do you suggest that people... I thought people... you were going to say how you sleep at night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just in all of this mess. How do we get any sleep? <laughs> like, how do you suggest... I'm a kid. I haven't slept in years. <laughs> yeah, so everything's fine. What should people do if they do feel like they want to ha- have an impact or have a greater voice in politics? I don't know. Give us something. Throw us a bone. Yeah, no, I mean, I think there are a lot of ways. So I think, you know, one of the most, you know, um, American ways to, to express yourself right, is, is to protest and, and to, to support groups that, that represent your values, either with your time or with your money. So groups like the Southern Poverty Law Center or the ACLU are people that are going to be spending a lot of time and resources protecting the rights of, 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 of individuals who, who, who are marginalized and who are underrepresented. Yeah. And I think that, you know, devoting your time or your money or your efforts, you know, towards toward supporting those groups. And, and I, you know, I also think that one of the, one of the great ways, right, is, 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 you know, stuff in your hometown and, and stuff in your community. There's, there's always, you know, food pantries, you know, shelters, you know, all kinds of things that, that need, that need support financial um, and, and, and also in terms of, of power. So, you know, um, person power. So, you know, Volunteer one day a week, you know, um, you know, donate some food to the food pantry, you know, give your stuff to Goodwill. I mean, all these kinds of little things that, that, that we can do that, that make, that improve the lives of people in our own community. And, and that's where I think a lot of the needs are. Um, and so, you know, I think that's a way to, to affect positive change and, 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 and help ensure that, you know, that, that we're not leaving people behind. I also think Susie should run for local election. <laughs> Hey, if Trump, he's a Local reality office. star, we should run together, Absolutely. Sarah. I would vote. I mean, I really do think that she has all the all of the everything it takes to make some change at a local game, Redondo Beach level. What? I need to up my Twitter game? <laughs> no, no, I think she's got, she's got a, it's sad. She's got a bigger following than Bill de Blasio. <laughs> She's uh, oh, well. she's get, she gets way more likes and retweets than Bill De Blasio. So. Well, that's like being that's like being the tallest midget, you know. <laughs> but, but you know, you know, you gotta you gotta be more inflammatory on Twitter. You gotta start blasting. Oh people. yeah, you gotta fire them up. All right, let me yeah, get them fired up. Susan Middle, then get we'll the start going. your campaign. I'll be your campaign manager. I'll bleach my hair really, really blonde and start talking funny like what's Well, that's name? the thing. You would think. A blonde with the last name Meister would be very popular in this political climate. You would. So right? let's, oh, yeah. let's capitalize on that. <laughs> Ride I'm the wave. You, you, you got to get on the different team, though, Susie. You got to go back to your original team. Believe oh, me. Yeah, the, if the I had chosen team. to be a conservative, I would have a high job at Fox News yes, for sure. Would. I yes, have you would. really blown it. Yes, you would. You would be. <laughs> you would be. Actually, you would be Trump's <laughs> campaign manager. At the, you would have, you would have run that. Yes, you would be Kelly. <laughs> right. Speaking of fake news, right? I mean, right. <laughs> right. But you know what? I could have had a big career, and now Should've I'm just on woulda. this stupid podcast. 
Well, anyway, I appreciate your guys' expertise because it can feel for regular people like us that we're drowning in information and we don't know how to curate it and make informed mm-hmm. decisions. And so we appreciate it. And I know our listeners will. Let's tell them um, your Twitter handle so they can follow you. Chris, What? where are you on Twitter? Sure, I am at Bono, B-O-N-N-E-A-U, underscore says, S-A-Y-S. Okay. And Oliver, you are at? Mustache Club U.S., uh, mustache with an O, (laughs) M-O-U-S-T-A-C-H-E-U-S. I'm glad the Mustache Club is still in business. I love it. (laughs) That that name is still around, yes. I met you. You don't have a mustache. No, he doesn't. I don't. I don't. No, but in this political climate, I mean, the mustache is back in. That's true. I think in Pittsburgh it will be. That's how well, you get elected. Never out. It was never out in Pittsburgh. You know that. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. And, you know, hopefully this will get – maybe he'll be impeached and we'll have you back on then. Yeah, but then Mike Pence. Oh, geez. That's true. That's All right. About. I'll talk to you in four <laughs> years, guys. He's got a great airline, though. I'd love him as president. That's over. <laughs> That's so That's over front. Oh, thank you, guys. Have a good day. All right. All right. Bye. 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 Well, that was very informative. Not exactly uplifting, however. (laughs) They were like, yeah, deal with it. Conversations like that now. Really? Yep. I mean, what could they say? Well, and kind of like a, okay, let's not, let's learn from our mistakes and make sure to vote in local elections and things that also can matter to not just like the big ones and turn out every now and then. Yeah. I mean, let's hope in four years that all these complainers like us make sure to get the vote out. And mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, maybe I should just keep shopping and drinking and eating. Well, I, to be honest, I've lost weight since the election. Me too. <laughs> or on the, like, yeah. despite my best efforts, I just keep. Or maybe all this stress is just you yeah, know, making it fall right Burning off. calories. In that case. Bottoms up. <laughs> for four more years. Next week, we are talking about dating, which will be fun. Oh, yes. We have some good dating stories, our own and hope maybe others, some other people's as well. Be sure to follow us um, on a, add a, your email to our subscriber list on our website, thebraincandypodcast.com, because we include all the links that we talk about in the episodes. And we also have some great new merch out, guys. So we oh have God, some awesome so totes that... Uh, are available now that have some cool brain candy-esque logos on them. Yeah. And you'll enjoy those. Go for it. Dig a little deeper into that credit card debt. (laughs) (laughs) Our retail therapy app at braincandy.com. All right, guys. See you next week. Bye. Bye.